0: Hi, this is Roy Worley. Welcome to the interview show that brings on guests from all walks of life. Yeah, it's here that they tell their stories and delve a little deeper into their lives to see what got them where they are. So grab a drink, have a seat, and
1: relax because this is The Leo Effects. When was the last time a short movie shook your emotions to the core? When was the last time a short movie caused you to rethink everything you stood for? When was the last time a short movie made you proud to be an American? When was the last time you felt the emotion to stand up and cheer after a short movie? The new short movie, I've Got Your Six, written and directed by Bill Foster, one of the industry's newest and fastest climbing directors, will answer all of those questions. Rarely has there been so much packed into a short movie that when you leave, you'll feel more proud of our American military veterans. A movie that was cast only with American military veterans will have you on the edge of your seat cheering for our veterans and what makes America great. I've Got Your Six will be hitting the film festival scene soon. Be prepared to drop what you're doing and go see this powerful movie when it comes to your area. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Leo Effects. Today I am joined by a very special guest. We've only recently met, but I just, I love what she's doing and I think it's all amazing and we're going to talk about all of that right here, right now. Joining me today is uh, Heather Lerman. Did I, did I um, pronounce that right?
0: Yeah, nope. Everyone pronounces it a little different, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but yeah, Perfect. How are you?
1: I'm very well. How are you?
0: <laughs> good, good. i'm uh awesome. waiting for winter to end here.
1: Oh, but... I know it <laughs> <laughs> as, as the listeners may or may not know, both of us are uh New York residents, different sides of the state yeah um, but but we're we're dealing with some snow.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you get it a lot worse than me. <laughs> We've been well, fortunate so far down,
1: all the way down here in Long Island. Yeah, yeah. I, we were down there for Christmas, and there was no snow. It was like spring weather, 50 degrees. But, well, you know, one one thing that anybody has heard on this show is that uh, New Yorkers tend to love to talk about the weather. But that's, that's not what we're <laughs> doing here today. No, 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 no. <laughs> Definitely not. So um, I'm going to jump right into it and ask you the first question, which would be, what is it that you do? Like, why, why are you on the show? I'm on the
0: show because I've been getting a lot of positive feedback on my children's book called Bullied at the Dog Park. And it's a true story based on my Boston Terrier, Herbie. And he was bullied at the dog park when he was a puppy. Um, and I basically turn that horrible incident into something positive. It just gave me the idea. I always wanted to write a children's book, Mm -hmm. but that something about that incident, and it just stuck with me telling people constantly, poor Herbie was bullied at the dog park, you know, (laughs) that I just happened to use that word when I would tell people instead of he was attacked, you know. I just used the word bullies, and then it stuck with me. Great title, right? Bully right, the Dog yeah. Park.
1: No, it's clever. I like it.
0: <laughs> and um, I turned the story into, you know, a bunch of dogs, and I call it Herbie and the Smushies because they all have little smush faces where their nose is pinched in a little bit, <laughs> pugs, and French Bulldogs and Boston Terriers, and, um, and there's an English Bulldog because... I purposely used those dogs because at the time I was running a meetup group for dogs to get together at dog parks to play. And this is not where his bullying happened, but um, I just wanted similar breeds because Mm -hmm. they actually do, believe it or not, know when they're similar breeds or their own breeds. They tend to really take to each other. So I actually had a real group called the Long Island Smushed Base Group. And I had a, a lot of members in the group and it was a lot of fun. We so Herbie had all his smush face friends in real life. So I turned the book series into Herbie and the Smushies, but there's only one book out, bullied at the dog park, and I used characters that were based on his real friends. So it's about Herbie and his a group of his smush face friends that have all been bullied in one way or another. And each one of them has their own story, and they go on a journey to find out why they were bullied, and they end up all becoming friends over this bond of being bullied. And it teaches kids simple kindness and just to be nice to everyone. And it's for young readers from basically age four to
1: eight. Oh, perfect. I might be able to read that one.
0: Oh, yeah, and <laughs> the illustrations are great. I have a, I had a great illustrator, and they loved the photo. You know, they loved that, and I've read the book at some schools where I, I had it up on a big projector screen, and they just really took to the dog characters, and they always say, some, you know, like, right away, oh, Aw, look, like, you know. So I realized this was a great concept to teach kids about bullying through cute dogs. And each dog has its own story that actually I I purposely made it where it's the same story for the dog that could relate to a child. So, for example, Bruno, the bulldog, you know, thinks nobody wants to be friends with him because he looks mean and tough on on the outside he has his teeth hanging out his tongue hanging out he breathes too heavy <laughs> and he's a big guy and people just assume he's mean or they don't like the way he looks mm-hmm. but yet he's the nicest dog in the world and you have to get to know him and you can't judge a book by its cover so wow. each dog definitely could relate to a child that's going to think that's me Oh my goodness, you know. Um, and the biggest lesson that comes out of my book really is when I ask the kids after I'm done reading it, I'm like, what'd you, you know, who was bullied? I'll go around the room and ask who was bullied. Herbie, and what happened, and what was bad about the situation, but then what was positive about the situation? And I love their responses, and they're typically all the same. And they're like, I didn't like when the bigger dog hurt Herbie and knocked him down. And, um, but then I liked when this dog helped him, you know, and they just they get it in their, their way of their learning, right. how they're learning at this moment, at that age range. And then they just say always the same thing. Always be nice to everyone and never leave anyone out. <laughs> Cause that's what's kind of drilled in their head through the book.
1: Which is great in this day. Like, there's a lot of bullying going on, and I think a lot of it is people trying to say, trying to rationalize it or explain it in a way that's more for, you know, an older child to understand. But what you've done is created it in a way that children can actually absorb the message and not really know that they're being taught something.
0: Exactly. And that's why I love the, I love the feedback I've gotten, and people could actually go on my website, Bullied at the Dog Park, to see some of the testimonials that I've gotten from parents, teachers, and how it actually opens up lines of communications between parents and children or with teachers and children that they couldn't believe it, that their child never even mentioned something before about bullying until they read my book. And I love to hear that because that was really the whole point of me doing it, that it would open up lines of communication because there's so many kids that won't tell anyone that they're being bullied.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And, and I want, you know, I make it clear, like, you got to tell some, you you got to tell somebody and whether it's a friend, a trusted adult, you know, it just, you, they have to speak up we can't have this anymore where, you know, you back in the old days you were bullied and it was just part of life,
1: mm-hmm. kind of like
0: putting in your dues. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, it really was, yeah.
0: Yeah, and you don't snitch on someone or you'll get bullied even more. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. No, I but love I what these, you're doing. The message is great.
0: Thank you. And I really want this message to be spread all over. I mean, the book kind of became very popular where I live. But I really want the book to be nationwide, and I hope it gets into every elementary school i just I think that the book should be in every school across the United States because even it doesn't you know it could even go beyond that, but everyone relates to bullying it doesn't matter where you live mm-hmm. but I want the book to just be spread across i I was From being at one of the schools, it was a great story that a local paper did on me, and I was on the front cover with all the kids surrounding me holding the book, and it said that, you know, bullying message, great bullying message being spread, you know, and that's what I picture, that my message is being spread through the book. And even further than that, because I'd love for it to actually be a cartoon series, and that's what I'm trying to work on now. Because I feel like I want I wanted to see it on. I can't even say TV anymore because <laughs> it seems so obsolete these yeah. days. But in some format, whether it's streaming video,
1: mm-hmm. however,
0: but I want to see it where kids could watch it every week and there's a new episode, a, a completely new learning lesson. Because I could I know a lot about dogs, so. I could definitely come up with a scenario for a lifetime of of scenarios that dogs could teach you.
1: That's awesome. and,
0: And have Herbie come out at the end and recap what they learned. So I actually made a short film that was in a few children's film festivals just recently. And he comes out at the end in the film It really isn't in the book, but it's very similar. But he comes out to look at the audience. Remember, kids, don't forget, never be a bully. If you feel bullied, always tell a trusted adult, a parent, a teacher, a brother, a sister, a friend. And remember, be nice to everyone. So it recaps the whole episode. So I want each episode to be a learning lesson, different lessons in life. And it's just to be a teachable, educational, fun series. So I'm really hoping that that happens.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do my best to spread this far and wide, and maybe we can get in touch with uh, an animator that is looking for some work. And we can we can put you two together.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's great. I mean, I have a series. I, I've talked to some people at networks. They love my book. They would... I went to a, a big summit called Kids Screen, and that's where all the networks for children programming go oh. once a year. It's actually in Miami in a couple of weeks. I went last year. I'm not going this year in person, but you could directly meet with everybody, and I did that last year. And they were taking just... they, You know what it is about my book that I I purposely made it this way, which... A lot of people won't do because it's so it's expensive the way I have it, but it's a traditional, hard-covered, glossy, very colorful and bright book that could be on the bookshelf for years. So it's expensive. It's actually special binding, and, you know, it has to be made, printed special. And a lot of people would say, just go soft cover. But to me, that's not a children's book it's i remember reading books with hard covers so to me that's a children's book everyone has their own opinion of course but i want people to have it where i've even gotten quotes from people where it's almost nostalgic yeah. my book and to have it for years and if they have a sibling that it gets handed down it will keep the years so i purposely did that type of printing and binding because I love it and people could see what it looks like on bullied at the dog or on amazon.com. You could actually see exactly how the book looks. I have the front cover and the back cover and just the way that the book looks and the description and reviews from teachers, parents, everybody, all different types of people. Um, and I think And you could go on bulliedatthedogpark, by the way, .com, my website, and I have a little video, a little animation clip. Oh. Like a little teaser reel, but not just a, like, I don't even know if it's right. I think it's 50 seconds. It's right under a minute, but you could actually see the dogs just come to life in 2D animation. So it's fun for kids to just look at it, go on my site just to even look at the characters come to life, too yeah especially if they have the book and then they see them come to life
1: that that sounds really cool and you know I'm definitely going to put the links to all of this stuff in the description of the podcast so everybody can just you know one click shopping um definitely want people to go check that out for sure
0: thank you and yeah and it has actually the and the poster with the animated characters that look similar to the illustrations in the book but they're cartoon characters, so they look a little, you know, more like a cartoon. But I have the movie poster from the short film I did make on there as well. And at the last film festival, it won a few awards, which was really nice. So I did get to turn it into a short animated film. But now I just want it to be either a move, an animated movie, bullied at the dog park, or a series, which would have different lessons every episode.
1: Yeah, I think that would be really great. I mean, that would fit right in with some of the stuff that's out there, you know, not quite the way you have it. Honestly, the way you've described it and everything, it sounds pretty unique to me. Um, But, you know, you've got things like um, Paw Patrol and stuff like that out there that teach kids lessons. But I I mean, they kind of touch on stuff and move pretty quick. So I think... Yeah, with the way you have it set up or you want it to be set up, I think it would be more of a lasting impression, and I think that would be great for kids.
0: I really do, too. I mean, I really just feel like it's the next step, and to get it out there, I mean, just for kids to be able to watch it anywhere they live and whatever it ends up being on, I just really believe in it because that's something that's really positive for kids and we just need more of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's so true.
0: There's so so many, I just hear bullying stories every day. Yeah. It just, you know, and of course, because I have the book, people will just tell me their stories all the time and it's horrible. I mean, I hear such horrible, horrible stories. So I, I wanted to get in when they're really young. Mm -hmm. So even my, if mine was a cartoon, when you mention poor Patrol, it's a little younger age group than that, right, and um you know that's what not... they're
1: learning the most anyway is is that younger age group they're still formulating
0: exactly that's so like I said on my website, you'll see testimonials where my book went to a woman who runs like a huge mom blog, and they won't write anything on their blog. Unless they really believe in it, mm-hmm. so she wrote a, sto- a whole story. She didn't just write a review like "great, great book." My kid really enjoyed it. It wasn't like that. You, you have to read it because it, it really touched me. Because she, she actually homeschools her kids, and she she says it on there. But you could anyone could read the testimonial. But she says my kids are homeschooled, and my daughter figured, oh, just another children's book when we were going to read it. But it ended up coming off the shelf four or five times that day. And she started telling me stories of what went on with other kids and her friends. So I was like, wow, I never even thought out of uh, homeschooling that it would even hit the homeschool community.
1: Yeah, that's impressive.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was like, wow. So, and I, you know, I really didn't realize how many kids are really being homeschooled and they even get bullied. (laughs) Yeah. But a lot of kids get, do get homeschooled. So it was, it was just, you know, ironic, like not ironic, but just kind of shocking when that review came out because I never thought of that. I was just thinking in schools.
1: Yeah. I I honestly hadn't considered that until you said that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And, and, uh, She said, and it really opened up the line of communication. She told me what happened to her friends and things happened, like in the book, to some of her friends, and she started talking, just opened up about it, and that's what I love to hear.
1: Yeah, I mean, to get people to open up and, and talk is really difficult in this day when kids are glued to their electronics and things, and even the really younger kids these days are kind of glued to that preschooler kind of uh, electronic phase with, you know, ABC mouse and things like that. So to have a hardcover book, which definitely screams nostalgia in my world. I mean, I remember yeah. the hungry caterpillar from back when I was a kid, you know? And yeah. so again, what you're doing is just phenomenal. I can't even imagine like how long did it take to get that whole, the whole book like, from start to finish, how long did it take to get it done?
0: Um, well, you're probably asking the wrong person, because I'm the type that, once I have my mindset, that's it, you know, I oh, just okay. go, I, I really just work on something and want to complete the project, you know, as soon as I can, but I was lucky, because a lot of people, this is another learning lesson, I guess, a lot of people ask me, because in reality, there's when I I first tried to get a literary agent, to to, first of all, you need a literary agent to even send your pages, it's not even your, it can't be a book already, just like a chapter or two, Mm -hmm. especially if it's a children's book, um, out to publishing companies. And I thought that was the route that I had to go, but you can't get it. It's one of those, catch 22s because you can't get a literary agent unless you're already a published author and that it's just so it's one of those things where you couldn't I couldn't really get anywhere but then I would talk to some some of the agents and they basically told me there's some of them there are some publishing companies you can send it to but I'm telling you right now the children book arena is completely over flooded and you have to be pretty much a celebrity to get a children's book published. Everybody, and as you know, every celebrity came out with a children's book.
1: Right, yeah.
0: And it was funny, because at the time, because this came out, my original version came out in 2014, and I just, re- I just revised the, the book so that it's a new edition, because I added a cat. The Snide remarked, Pink beauty beautiful cat, Sabrina, because she's in the short film. So now the new book is based on the short film, but it's still the same book. I mean, it's still, everything's there, except I needed to add that cat character. She just belonged in there. Um, so back in 2014, when I first came out with it, I heard about self-publishing, but I looked into some of these self-publishing companies. I met a guy who self-published his books, and I didn't want to go that route either. So I figured out how to do it just myself. So I ended up, I was very lucky because my brother actually got his master's in writing in English. So even though I had all my thoughts down on paper, I don't, maybe I, was, I wasn't perfect with how to put it together. So he helped edit it for me which that was a great expense for me that I didn't need to spend. Um, I got the illustrator. I put it all together. I laid it out, and I actually just – people don't realize it, but what's considered a book is having a spine and an ISBN number, which mm. you could get in two two seconds online. You could buy an ISBN number. No, oh, okay. So I – just looked up a digital printing company and had my books made up so that I didn't use one of those self-publishing companies. A lot of people use them, and I have nothing against them, but I do know that I've heard stories that, you know, they'll, they'll well, they did it to me, you know. Well, we work with all the big, big houses like Penguin and Harper, Harpo, and all the big, big ones, and You never know. If it does well, they can Mm. pick it up. And that's how they kind of drag you in. I see. So I was like, no. So I literally self-published it in the literal sense, not, you know, through a self-publishing company. And now that's huge. And everyone's doing it that way because nobody could get published. You have to be. So now it's at the point where even when they say celebrity, they literally said, even if you were just a reality star, Teen mom. That's what someone said to me. Teen mom could have a book. But you can't. Wow. Because <laughs> she's 'cause <laughs> they're reality stars.
1: Yeah, yeah, they they want those figureheads. Yeah. But you're yeah. you know, kind of segueing into the the other thing that you have on on your um little agenda there is uh, you're, you know, somewhat of a reality star in your own right. You have your your own uh, web series or uh, talk show, right? Yes,
0: I have a web series on YouTube called Hanging Out with Heather, and I'm actually relaunching it because I used to do it a few years ago in Long Island in a studio. But they shut down, and I took a hiatus from it. I did some podcasts, but it wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely more of a person-to-person. I like to talk to people in person, believe it or not, <laughs> <laughs> in this day and age. Yeah. I love to have real conversations, not texting, not, you know. It, it's such a different world. But I like that old school, let's sit down, and it's called Hanging Out with Heather. It's My theme is old Caribbean it's uh, Caribbean music. I have an original artist that does the theme song. That her all her music she does on a Caribbean island. Like her music videos, it's you gotta just tune in. I'm gonna have my first launch show probably on YouTube ton- by tonight. Nice. And it's just just search "hanging out with Heather" and it's with a great guy. I have two two guys, so two different shows have come out tonight, and one is has been a martial artist his whole life and he's an actor, producer, filmmaker. And the other guy has a, you know, a great story where he's done so many things because he does, you know, the big jumbotrons Mm -hmm. in soccer, sports. He did, he worked on, he does the videos for those. So he had a crazy life and, And I got to meet him by being on his podcast, which is live also, like he'll do Facebook live. And I'm on a version of it on YouTube myself because I was a contestant in the comedy world. And he started a show called Put Up, Shut Up, and Stand Up. And the premise behind the show is he brings on two amateur comedians, which I am, because I I started to do some stand-up. About a year ago, year and a half ago, oh, neat. but not not frequently. But I do I do some shows and open mics here and there. Um, and he did a show bringing on two amateurs that kind of go against each other, and then has guest judges that are like very experienced comedians. And we were just talking about it during the show how that would never happen years ago where these new comics could meet comedians that have been doing it for 20 years. Like they wouldn't even look at you if like they they'll bounce you out. If you have a spot on a show and somebody big comes along and wants to just try a joke, they're like pushing you out of the way and they walk out on stage. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like, hello, and but now I was like, that's what's so great about your show. You're bridging this gap that they could actually meet some of their idols that are on the show, and, and they're judging them and giving them feedback and critiquing them and helping them. And I, I told them it's a great premise. I said he needs to, that needs to turn into a series as well. Yeah. Because it's such a great show, and again, that one's, Um, put up, shut up, or stand up, and there's some episodes on YouTube also.
1: Yeah, that would be really cool.
0: It's really, it's great because it's so, it's all comedian, so you can't do anything but laugh. (laughs) Right. It's really (laughs) funny. You get roasted and heckled, and you have to go back at the guy, because they want to see, okay, how would you handle a heckler in the crowd? And you have to go back and forth with this really experienced comedian that will kill you he slaughters you and i was on the show but i got to watch a few before mine and i kind of came prepared because if you're not prepared you're just like okay if he's like you're so ugly blah 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 you know (laughs) just this old school heckling and you could you know, it's really hard to just have a comeback right on the spot like that. But they're like, these are things you still have to learn. It still happens out there. It's just like bullying. There's mm. still hecklers at comedy clubs that shout stuff out. They're drunk in the audience. They're, they'll yell out at you at the stage.
1: Yeah. So it really,
0: it really prepares the new comedians for everything. They do a joke writing contest. There's like four different. Rounds and one's a joke writing round. They just give you four random words and you have to write a joke.
1: Oh well, (laughs) all right.
0: Yeah, and then the second round is premise pressure. Well, they'll just throw a topic at you, and you have to try to make a joke out of out of it. That's the hardest. Hmm. But again, they're like you have to be on your feet because if you lose your place on stage, it could be very easy where you forget your next joke and you could just go blank you need to just have that pressure on you where you're gonna have something else in your pocket and be you have to be quick
1: right right because
0: it's really even 10 seconds is really long on stage when you're like blank and oh I I have no idea where I am in my set I forgot because it's uh you're on complete adrenaline up there (laughs)
1: right yeah I can imagine
0: the few times I the first few times I did it, it's like an out of body experience I didn't even remember and I would have someone film it for me and I was amazed at myself if if I got through it. Sometimes I added some ad lib things in myself and didn't even realize it or even that I did forget a joke but it worked out anyway on my time because you have to be exactly the time that you're allotted and you don't want to be too short and you can't go over
1: so oh. it's,
0: everything's you know there's a lot more to it than people think
1: Right yeah sounds like it
0: <laughs> But yeah so I also dabbled in that which I don't think you even knew
1: No I didn't that that was that's an all new one there Wonder yeah. if I can find those videos somewhere
0: <laughs> Well the the only thing on, on me is on that their link on YouTube Okay which is again put put up Shut up, stand up. But if you type my name in Google, there's tons of different videos of me on Google. Like one of, I didn't always just do the show in a studio. I also went places, and there's one great video that I love because I'm tiny, and it says, if you punch in Google, five-foot woman takes down 230 pounds, six-foot two man. And I went to a dojo, and I interviewed the guy who owned it because he was also, he's been doing that for years, but he also does TV and film. And I went there to interview him, and, um, you know, he promised to show me some moves. So oh. <laughs> at the end, I did take down a guy that was double my size in height and weight.
1: That's awesome.
0: <laughs> so I love that one because I laughed because I didn't think it would be possible. And everyone, like, I could see someone wrote a comment just recently. The only reason why, she, you know, he went down is because he let her. But that's not true. It, it absolutely wasn't true at all. It might look like it because it looks so easy but after he shows you what you got to do. But it, it's not. It's pressure points. Anybody could do, anybody could take someone down if you know where certain pressure points are. And nah. that's really what, that's Taekwondo is what. His dojo did, but, yeah, it was me knowing a pressure point that gets them off guard because they're in pain and their brain, you know, is just thinking about that pain at the moment and then you could just go in at the knees and get them down. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, people just think, you know, this is a joke, he let her. I'm like, no, he didn't because he even afterwards was like, you did great. I mean, he was shocked. How <laughs> I I guess because I picked it up so quick.
1: Right. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but very I love impressive. that one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that one's on there. So if you just put my name in, Heather Lehrman, L-E-H-R-M-A-N, in YouTube, you'll see everything come up. There's, there's all different videos of me doing this, the hanging out with Heather show some fun things like that. The five, five, five foot one, <laughs> five foot tall woman taking down the guy. <laughs> um, I did celebrity interviews at a softball game. You know, just I have some fun videos on my YouTube channel. Perfect. So, or you could just go to Hanging Out with Heather and subscribe. It's free.
1: There you go. Just
0: just, just click subscribe and you could see all the fun videos
1: yeah that, I mean that's the easiest way to do it right there, <laughs> Yep. But, yeah, uh, it'll
0: just pop up when a new one comes out so
1: okay, well, Heather, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show and talking with me today. You've definitely made this a very entertaining morning um <laughs> it's It's been great.
0: thank you so much. I'm very happy to have been a guest on your show. I can't wait for just just you know for it to all come out and if anybody, anyone has any questions, they're welcome to contact me through my website.
1: Yep, that was the next part I was going to ask you is uh, if you had any social medias or, um, you know, if you wanted to just have me put a link to your email or you could tell everybody, but just where to follow along with you. And
0: Sure. I'm on Facebook, Hanging Out with Heather, on YouTube, Hanging Out with Heather, and I'm on Instagram and Twitter, just my name, Heather underscore Lehrman, L-E-H-R-M-A-N. And bullied at com for my book or amazon.com.
1: Great. And like I said, all of these links will be in the description of the video or the description of the podcast, so definitely check that out. And, you know, once again, thank you so much, Heather. It's been a blast talking with you today.
0: You too. Thank you so much. And And they warm up there. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) And to all the listeners who dropped by to check this one out, I hope you all had a good laugh, too. It's been a really, really fun morning. So I hope that you all carry this forward, pay it forward, have fun, treat each other with kindness today, and we will see you all next time. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, creatures of all ages, what an amazing show. Thank you for lending an ear and joining us. I'm the host, Ray Rumsey, and if you want to hear more interviews, simply head to anywhere podcasts are heard, Facebook or Twitter, and search The Leo Effects, with an A, not an E. If you'd like to hear me doing silly voices and making a general fool of myself, head over to Shattered Dungeons on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We live stream every Tuesday night. More projects are in the works. For now, stay tuned for more interviews. To book yourself as a guest, you can head to theleoeffects.wixsite.com slash podcast or send me an email at theleoeffects@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Remember, this has been The Leo Effects, and great shows require great listeners just like you. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.